Hello, friends, and welcome. Great to have you here. Hope everybody's doing okay. Hope you're safe. Hope you're healthy. Hope everybody is getting through everything with the coronavirus as best as they can, including we're taking your mind off it a little bit today with another episode of the Syracuse Sports Podcast. Yep, it's been a while, but we are back and a pleasure to have our guest today, Elijah Hughes. While he's declared for the NBA draft, he's certainly keeping coming back to Syracuse in the back of his mind because we're in an uncertain world right now. Who knows how the NBA draft process is going to be, but he's going to go through it no matter what they do. Mock drafts having appearing somewhere early second round, maybe even creep into that first round. So we'll talk about all of that coming up. He'll look back on the season, what he was thinking the day sports shut down, what he's got to work on at the next level, and so much more. My conversation with Elijah Hughes is coming up soon. No matter how you're listening today, maybe the link through on Syracuse.com or social media, both great ways to listen. But just know if you subscribe to Syracuse.com podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, no matter where you get your podcasts, you'll get this podcast, the Buffalo Bills podcast, Matt Perino, Ryan Talbot, and the crew doing a terrific job, the Syracuse football podcast with Stephen Bailey, all coming your way by subscribing to Syracuse.com podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you hit that subscribe button, it'll be right there waiting for you so you can listen on demand. Before we get to my conversation with Elijah Hughes, yeah, it's been a month, huh? It's been crazy to see how the world has completely flipped upside down due to the coronavirus, and sports is no different. Sports have either been suspended or completely shut down. I really miss the games, especially what this type of year would have been. Syracuse lacrosse, the men's team finishes the season number one in the country, had a legitimate shot at a national championship. The Syracuse women's lacrosse team certainly had its chances to win the national title as well. The Syracuse Mets would be starting up right now. The Syracuse Crunch would be in a playoff push right now, not to mention everything happening nationally. The Masters would be getting going this week. Major League Baseball, the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball would be underway. The NBA playoff push would be on. The the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs would be getting underway. There's a lot to miss in sports, but We've certainly made the best of it, right? And one thing that happened Saturday night was incredible. Syracuse fans gathered on social media. They gathered on Facebook Live. They gathered on Zoom. Wherever it was, we've got to gather these days to watch sports, to rewatch the 2003 National Championship game. However you took it in, I hope you got the opportunity to see the Facebook Live chat with Coach Beheim and Carmelo Anthony, and so many former players that were on the court that night in 2003. Getting back together like 2003 was yesterday. The memories that came flooding back. The insight about the game that we got right from Coach Beheim and the players. The players breaking each other's chops. Rewatching that game. Was that the first time you had rewatched the national championship game? I'd certainly watched highlights here and there, but never watched it straight through. And you forget things like how bad Kansas was at the free throw line. Hakeem Warwick, before he made the most epic block in NCAA tournament history, missed two free throws on the other end. Syracuse had this huge lead. Kansas makes a 25-10 run and makes it a game at the end. There were so many memories that came flooding back, including... Certainly my best memory doing anything media-wise here in central New York. At the time, I was on the radio on WSYR and got to talk to Syracuse fans all night long after Syracuse won that game. WSYR was actually supposed to pay for me to go to New Orleans 
That didn't work out. So I bought a ticket to go to New Orleans. And to make a long story short, my travel didn't quite work out as it needed to. So I ended up just watching the game here at home. And I'm so glad that that's the way it worked out because I got to take phone calls to quote that great Lionel Richie song all night long until 4 a.m. when WSYR host Joe Galuski walks in. He says, what the hell are you still doing here? All the memories. It was an amazing year. It was an amazing time. And it was just what Syracuse fans needed. You know, watching these old games, it's kind of a Jedi mind trick. After a while, you kind of get tired of it because you know what's coming and you know what you're seeing is not the usual rush you get from a live sporting event. But Saturday night, the way that that was done and presented, we did a live chat on Syracuse.com as well, getting to see all the great memories from my colleagues, Mike Waters, Donna DeToda, Steve Canarelli, Dennis Nett, our photographers, Jason Murray, Steve Carlick. It was so much fun to relive that in so many ways. And it was just what the doctor ordered for all of us. It was good to have fun again. It was good to let anxieties of today kind of melt away for a couple of hours and get lost again in a sporting event, something that hasn't been easy to do because sports shut down about a month ago. Feels like a a year ago, but it's only been a few weeks. And we're not going to have a lot of these big-time sports that I mentioned and some that I didn't for a while here. So buckle up. We'll do the best we can to get you through it here on Syracuse.com, here on the podcast, and other places. And we hope you're staying safe and as healthy as can be. What do you say we get to our conversation with Elijah Hughes? An uncertain future awaits him, but he's going to keep working towards that goal to play in the NBA. Here it is. So, Elijah, I would start off by asking what you're up to these days, but I do know one thing, because we were all watching that 2003 National Championship game the other night. Man, right. Jerry McNamara putting up those threes. <laughs> that impressed you, huh? Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I knew he had a, had a really big first half, but you know, it's kind of different when you actually watch it and then see what he was able to do in that, and it was pretty crazy to see how hot he was. It was crazy to see that again in that game. He didn't even score in the second half, couldn't get the good looks in the second half because Kansas wouldn't let him have it, but... I'm sure right. that's something you're used to anyway. What, what's what's Jerry like in practice these days? I'm sure he hasn't lost an edge on a shot. Oh no, not at all. You know, my uh, my retro year actually used to play play pickup, and then him and Eric would Devin North would team up, and uh, kind of they were like almost impossible to guard together. So <laughs> <laughs> it definitely hasn't lost. It definitely hasn't lost an edge at all. No question about. It. What else were you thinking watching that game the other night? Have you ever watched it to, uh, until you did the other night? Uh, I've seen highlights of it. I never watched like a full like from beginning to end, but uh, it was just crazy. Like, well, first just seeing how Coach looked exactly the same was kind of impressive to see. But uh, you know, it was kind of just cool seeing that that team you know kind of ran everything we run to this day. And it was like I was watching. I was calling out the plays and the sets that they had, and it was pretty much the same that we do to this day. And it was just that was cool to see. And then just to see how much how hard those guys play, they played so hard. The guys were competing at such an unbelievable level, and they just they wanted they wanted it bad, and you could just tell. It was amazing to see how hard they got back on defense. How big free exactly. throws were in that game. I mean, Kansas exactly. goes twelve of thirty from the free throw line, but Quet Dwayne, Hakeem Warwick, you know, missed a couple free throws before he made the block that that everybody remembers. There's all those little details right. that uh, if you didn't see it, you got to see it. If maybe you didn't remember from the first time around, and it was pretty cool to see. I don't know if you got a chance to check out the Facebook Live at all with Coach and all the players. Yeah, yeah and, I, I did. I did tune into that. It was just cool to. You know, hear them talk about it and just the plays that they remember and talk about other things. And uh, it was really cool to, be able to just watch that and see it a lot. 
It really with was. the coaches and all the players. I think it's a, a, something a lot of people needed too. Just kind of you know, yeah. feel like we were yeah. watching a game again, and you know, that's yeah, what, it was kind of this is cool. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you, Elijah, because you were in the last game that we saw Syracuse play. I mean, it feels like years ago at this point, but it was less than a right. month ago. Let's go back to that day. Let's go back to you just beating North Carolina. You're feeling good. It's one of the best games this team has played all year, and then the sports world just abruptly shuts down. Take me back to that day. Right. Man, that was that was a rough day, you know. Uh, we, I was well, I, what I was doing. I was in I was in the hotel room getting ready because we had we had to go to shoot around. We were going to get some shots up, and uh, I turned the TV on, and I'm seeing all these other those tournaments, uh, conference tournaments getting canceled. So I'm telling myself at this point, I might as well not even get dressed. You know, and then I, we got the text saying that you know it's we don't have shoot around. The tournament's been canceled, and it, it was it was hard. It was hard pill to swallow because you know. We kind of figured out shortly after that the NCAA tournament would be canceled and the season would be canceled uh, shortly after that, and that was it. Just sucked how it ended. Um, you know, it was just really was hard to swallow. I saw somewhere that you felt like you could have dropped forty on Louisville the next day. You were kind of feeling it at that time, huh? <sighs> yeah, you know, I was feeling good. I was feeling really good going to the tournament. My, my team was feeling good. Everyone was feeling good. Everyone was confident. You know, we were just playing with an edge on a chip on our shoulder, and we do that. We went to Louisville. They, they crushed us, and they, they beat us really bad. And we wanted to go, and we wanted to play with a chip on our shoulder. Is there any silver lining in that? If that's how everything had to shut down, that you guys went out playing your best game? Uh, yes, yes. If there, if there is, you know, big if. But you know, at the end of the day, we, we play at a high level like that. We want to play forever. So, but yeah, definitely, there's definitely a sense of you know at peace. You know, the way we played against North Carolina team, and uh. Like I said, they, I got told for Louisville, they came to our house earlier in the season and they, they, they gave it to us. And uh, we just wanted to, you know, go to the, their, you know, essentially a home game for them and, and their home state and just try to, you know, get that revenge. Elijah, now that you've gotten away from him and had a lot of time to think, uh, what are the things you're going to remember about this season? What, what will stand out to you? Um, That's, that's hard because there's so many, you know, but... Uh, Probably one thing I love about this team, this group, is that we were so young, but everyone like just bought in. You know, it's it's easy as a young group to lose a couple of games that you're supposed to win. Put your head down and uh, you know, get all frustrated. But you know, guys stepped up and they played big, and we went on a huge run this in the middle of the year, winning five games, five six straight, I think, something like that. And then we just held our own in the conference. And it's it's a tough conference. People think it's a it's not that what it used to be. It's still a tough conference. We have to compete every single night. And uh, so just the guys bringing it, uh, buying in every single day, whether it was in practice, in games, our focus level was always there. Individually for you, you know, you lead the ACC in scoring, first team, all ACC. There was just a real consistency to your game. The only blips you see on the radar are the game where you, you had to sit against NC State, of course, with the groin injury, and then Miami, mm-hmm. where you took it easy, precautionary reasons, and everything turned out to be good there, of course. But where, mm-hmm. did, how did you find that consistency that you did this year? Um, it was, it was to be honest. I'm not gonna say it was easy, but when I have a coaching staff like that and a coach that leads me like that, and teammates who believe me like that, and a great support system back home with friends and family who believe me the way they do, it makes my job so much easier. You know, I just can go out there and be myself and just play basketball. You know, the confidence they put in me really made it so much more easier for me to just you know just go be myself, go play, go play basketball, go do what you've been doing your whole life, and uh, just playing with that kind of confidence. I felt. I always thought I was the best player on the floor. So I think just taking my confidence to, to new heights, and obviously putting in, you know, a immense amount of, uh, of work in the offseason.
the work in the off season's got to be a little more difficult right now. How are you working out, staying right. in shape, and, and getting shots up at this point? It seems like everything is is a little more difficult to do, even a simple thing like play basketball these days. Right, yeah, for sure, and, and it's and it's pretty much shut down. But I'm, I'm doing everything I can. Like I'm doing little home workouts at home, staying you know body shape wise, and I'm running a lot, doing a lot of running, trying to stay in a good condition, and um ball handling things, um, just every little thing I can to get the most out of this time. So how is the NBA process working now? Is everything being done virtually? Have they pushed it off? Do you even know how it's going to work at this point? What can you tell us about that? Right, and uh, I'm, I'm hearing, I, I don't have a definite answer for you because I'm not, I'm not completely sure, but I'm hearing almost two to things, but it can get, get pushed back, it can be virtual, it could be you know, a million things. I'm not really sure, it's just kind of a big question mark. It seems everything's a big question mark these days, and, and the NBA exactly. is even trying to decide if they're going to get back out there and, and play at all. Maybe we've heard right. they could have a tournament in Vegas or something like that. It just seems like everything is on the table yeah. right now. So as as you think about it, whenever it, it comes up, Elijah, what's what's that process like for you when you sat down and said, I'm going to give this a shot, I'm going to go for it in the NBA? I was kind of just a decision I made with my family, and uh you know, essentially, it was that conversation with Coach was kind of easy. You know, he, he thought it was the right thing for me to do. And um, he's, you know, he's somebody I trust. He's somebody that, you know, I keep in my, my corner for sure. So taking his word, it was kind of easy for me to make that decision. You know, my assistants, they, they supported me. They My teammates supported me. So it was kind of an easy decision. You mentioned Coach was a big influence. Your family was a big influence. Did you talk to any former Syracuse players that had gone through the same thing? I mean, I talk to I talk to Shea almost every day. You know, I talk to Ty every now and then. Uh, Rakeem, he he hits me up a lot. Uh, Chris McCullough, um, no, a couple other guys that would know we talk here and there. So that's a good list of players that are going through the same thing that you're going through. Some left earlier, some left later, but not, but all mm-hmm. went through the process. Is there like a common thing they've told you about this and and how to approach this and, and work on your game and, and and try and impress at the next level here? I'm kind of the biggest thing is just be myself. You know, I, if I can, you know, go into interviews, workouts, and try to be as much as myself as possible, and don't put any extra pressure on myself, and just go out there and play basketball. And it should it should not be easy, but the easy transition. Do you see a scenario where maybe the NBA pushes back or things are just weird in this process <clears throat> that would make you consider coming back to Syracuse? Is that on the table at all? Um, yeah, you know, I've talked to Coach and he's, he's, he told me to keep that in the back of my head. Just keep just keep it open. Don't you know, close the door completely. That's something I have done. I've, I've kept it completely open. I haven't shut the door on returning to school at all. And, um, you know, right now, like you said, it's just kind of a big up and open we don't really know, so that's just where we're at right now. So right now, you're certainly putting in a lot of work, and mm-hmm. you know you're, you're confident in your game, but knowing what you have to do to get better to play at the next level. But where do you feel things in your game are ready for the NBA right now? Um, I think my my body, uh, my athleticism. Um, I can shoot the ball. I can make plays. Uh, I can defend. No, I, th- I think that. You no, know, as a complete player, I could I could you know go in the NBA and make an impact just by you know all my, my IQ and the way I play play the game of basketball. I know how to shoot. I can shoot. I can make plays. I can get in the lane. My flavor is multiple. I could things I can do that would translate to the NBA. But it's also so much more I can work on and get better at and for the next level. Now on the other end, what are the things you feel like you've got to improve on? Uh, big one is consistency. Just trying to be consistent, um, shooting the ball. 
No, I can defend, but you know, there's always room to be a better defender. Improve on that. You know, just being in you know top notch shape. That's probably the biggest thing that people don't understand about the NBA is that those guys are in ridiculous shape. So sure, yeah. trying to get my get my body in unbelievable shape. Um and then just like my overall game, you know, there's nothing I wanna focus too heavy on and forget about other things. So I just wanna help be as, as complete as possible. What are the adjustments in in getting to NBA shape? You had a great training staff here, of course, and Brad Pike and Ryan Cabellis and the crew, and I'm sure mm-hmm. they've given you some good advice. But uh, what are some things mm-hmm. you've heard about what you have to do to to step up in that level? Right. You know, as you said, you know, we have the best training staff in the country. I feel like with Coach Ryan and, and Brad, and um, you know, with that, you know, I think learning from them about what's next for me is, you know, my diet is huge. What I put into my body, uh, sleep, that's huge. Um, and then just, you know, working every day, working harder, and also working smart. So I feel like those those steps are the next steps for me. When you start to think about Syracuse next year, what kind of team mm-hmm. could they be? Uh, very good. You know, a lot more experienced guys have been playing. Um, you know, uh, yeah, it's, pretty, it's a really good team, especially in our league. Um, guys are going to get better over the summer. Guys are going to work hard. Guys are going to be more hungry. So just with that, you know, you're, you're going to have a much better team as it is. You got Joe in his sophomore year at guard, buddy. Who was mm-hmm. he? He beat you in three pointing. That's one thing he got you yeah. on three point shots in the yeah. ACC. Like he's he's a, another year bigger, another year stronger. How about some of the guys like Marek and and Quincy and some mm-hmm. of the, the the guys down low that we saw flashes of this year, but seem like they can mm-hmm. have real breakout seasons if if they really come into their own. Yeah, you know, for sure. Guys like, you know, I feel like Marek is hasn't is, is only scratching the surface of what he's able to do. And then with with uh, with his tools and his the way he the way he plays the game, he's only scratching the surface of everything he could do. You know, Quincy is someone who who's like he's shown flashes, but you know, that consistency kinda is is a big thing. And um uh Barama, he he played unbelievable in the second half of this little bit towards the second half of the season. You know, guys were just bought in, and guys bought in, and guys worked hard, and if they learned to be that consistent guy, all oh, yeah, it's, it's a new team we're looking at. How about guys that we only saw a little bit of in Jesse Edwards? We we saw John mm-hmm. Bullock practice a little bit, but didn't really mm-hmm. see him in games, of course, because he redshirted. How about some of those guys mm-hmm. in the shadows that are ready for their chance next season? Right, you know, they're going to have they're going to have uh, some shoes to fill. They're going to come in ready to work. You know, Jesse's someone who's really skilled, and he could he's he's starting to figure it out. As year as he has been on, he's been really figuring it out and doing it really good in practice, being great for us. And uh, he's gotten the games he's been in and, and has helped us and gave good minutes every time. So, you know, just with that kind of confidence going into his sophomore year, it should be huge for him. And someone like Bo, who, who plays really hard, extremely hard, uh, wants to make the right play. He's not selfish. So he's someone that's going to come in and help as well. What are you going to miss the most about Syracuse? Uh, um being around the coaching staff and my teammates every single day, you know, kind of forces you to like to like them. And you know, it, it didn't just force me to like them. I actually like genuinely like and you know, love the coaching staff. I love everyone those dudes up there, everybody in the front office. Um, Ryan, Coach Ryan, uh, Coach Brad, like everybody. Like I just, I, I have genuine love for all of them. And even my teammates. You now I, I met some of my best friends here at Syracuse. Some of my friends are like, I'll. Oh, keep in contact with the rest of my life and I I really miss those guys a lot. And then just you know, being being a Syracuse basketball player, you can kinda of imagine what it's like to walk around campus after you beat the number one team in the country at at their arena at Cameron Indoor. It's just kinda 
just kind of just being that guy, you know, walking around campus and everyone knows who you are. It's just, it's just cool, you know. It's just cool to be a part of and a something I'll never forget. So just, you know, my teammates, uh, my coaching staff, playing obviously, and just being a student. Like it was just the whole experience is just awesome. Something that I'll never, I wouldn't trade for anything. So here's something I wanted to get your insight on. The NCAA is considering changing its transfer rule, that everybody would right. get the opportunity to you know, waive that one-year waiting period. Everybody could transfer mm-hmm. without penalty once. As somebody who's been mm-hmm. through the transfer process, what do you think of that proposed rule change and just where the transfer process is now? Uh, well, my honest opinion, I don't like it because I feel like if, if I would have played in our Sweet 16 run against Duke, it would have been a different story. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. If you can't, I don't control that. I don't have no say in that. Um, but, you know, from my experience, my transfer year, my set out year was huge for me in maturing, getting better, understanding the zone, just learning, being more of a sponge kind of guy, and understanding my time would come. And it was it was a huge year for me getting better, working with Jerry every single day, and uh, just kind of just, you know, playing in the shadows and then just learning and picking up on things, Seeing why coach is yelling at guys, so hopefully I'm not that guy he yells at next year. Just little <laughs> things like little things like that. So you know, um, for me it kind of helped me. Obviously at the, at the time, you know, I was what 19, 20 years old. I want to play basketball. I want to be in a game, like putting in. But you know, rules don't work that way. And uh, you know, it, it took me a while to realize that to sit down and be like, you know, just relax, just, just listen. Your time will come. And it and it did. But uh, yeah, I don't really have an. I wish that they would put this and act when I was transferring, and uh, I probably would have been playing. And that could be a whole different story. Uh, we beat Duke in the Sweet 16 and possibly Kansas. Kansas never in the Final Four, but, you know, it is what it is. So, All, all the what-ifs we, we can think about yeah. in that scenario. <laughs> and, and, before, yeah. and before we let you go, what's, mm-hmm. your, what's your favorite Coach Beheim story? It could be basketball, anything. It doesn't even have to be on the court. Oh, man. Um, yeah, um... Favorite Bayheim story. I think one time at halftime, I forget who was playing. It was a home game, though. I forget who it was. I was playing really bad. I had a bad game in the first half. And at halftime, coach called me a tree. He called me a, you look like a tree. You're not doing anything. You're just standing there. And <laughs> I, it was like, <laughs> at the time, I was just, I was trying not to laugh when he said it. Because, like, I don't know. <laughs> I was trying, he was serious, but I was trying not to laugh, so. Uh, he, he said that, and I had I went out, I had a, a decent second half, and uh, he said something after the game. No, nah, I'm not gonna say it on, uh, on the phone, but he said something, something after the game. It was funny. He was kind of joking around, but it was just funny. Elijah, that's a great story. Thanks for sharing uh, some insight and other stories with us here today. We wish you the absolute best of luck in whatever you do going forward here. Stay safe, stay healthy, and let's catch up down the road, my friend. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. I appreciate it. You stay safe, too. You stay safe, too. Thank you. Thanks to Elijah Hughes for joining us, and thanks most especially to you for listening. I'm Brent Dax. We'll talk to you next time. And stay safe, everyone.